Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest, Joe Troop, introduced me to a form of music I have never before encountered, something he calls Latin grass. Latin grass is a combination of music from Joe's homeland in the lower Appalachian Mountains with the tones and tunes of the Andes in South America. He also refers to himself by another new word, artivist, a combination of his musical art and his activist passions. Joe Troop was born with bones that resonated with music, grew into a banjophile, and found delicious riches of culture and humanity while living in Spain, Japan, and most recently for 10 years in Argentina. Big thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. In addition to this 55-minute broadcast version of my interview, you can hear about another half hour of my visit with Joe on the northernspiritradio.org website. Whether he has been making music with Diego Sanchez, Che Apalache, or on his own, Joe's songs, strings, and voice will stir your heart and head. Joe Troop joins us from Durham, North Carolina. Joe, it's wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Nice to be on, Mark. What's things like down in Durham right now? Up here in Wisconsin, last night it went to 17 below. Wow, we're having the lowest temperatures of this winter uh, at 18 above freezing. So it's very cold here for us. So North Carolina is home stomping. Except you've lived a fair amount internationally as well, right? I lived 14 years outside of the States, two in Spain as an undergrad with an exchange program, two in Japan, fresh out of college with the JET program teaching English. And then I lived most recently a decade in Argentina, just living as a musician. I was wondering why your Spanish is so good and has an accent I'm not used to. I've traveled a little bit in Mexico. I've been to Cuba. I've been to Puerto Rico, but I haven't been further south. And so did you study Spanish before or is this just something you picked up? I studied Spanish as a kid, actually. I had really good Spanish teachers from all over the place. I had a few American-born teachers, you know, United States-born teachers, also an Argentinian teacher, a Cuban teacher, a Puerto Rican teacher growing up as a kid. And I was interested in it. There was a Mexican restaurant that appeared in my childhood near to where I lived. And I immediately resonated with, you know, the, the community oriented people, you know, like I, I would walk into the Mexican restaurant. Of course, they'd remember me. They'd be joking. They'd be, you know, they knew I was learning Spanish as a kid. And it, it felt like I felt emboldened by being able to take this stuff that I was learning in school and just make the sounds and then people would react to it. And I was like, oh my God, it was communicate. So I, I fell in love with communication, but I also fell in love with the, I guess, swath of cultures in this 
world. Yeah, cultural richness. A lot of people don't even know that there are other options. And as a matter of fact, my senior year in college, my girlfriend was from Puerto Rico going to school in Wisconsin. She and the other Puerto Ricans who were attending at my college were bored by the boring, reserved way that, you know, Americans, white, northern culture has it. And they would be laughing and jumping and goofing around and, and the other white folks would be. I totally get that. My natural proclivity is much more exuberant. And I just was born to live in Latin America. I am not, I've always found white culture to be incredibly bland and also vindictive and critical, judgmental, self-righteous. A lot of things that I always sensed, but until I like got out, I wasn't able to put my finger on it. And when I did, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I like solidarity. You know, I like I also, you know, I, I, I like cultures where people don't value their own opinions so much. And do you feel strongly about that opinion? <laughs> no, not really. Yes, actually, I do feel so, you, know, you caught me. You got me. You got me. You got me in catch 22 right now. Well, let's let people hear a bit of your music. How should we start out your song of the soul, Joe? We'll start with the first song off of an album that I made last year in 2021. What I like about this song, it's called Horizon, talks about the biggest issue that we're facing, which is, of course, climate change. It speaks to that, but it also kind of gives props to an emerging generation of young activists younger than me, like, you know, high school students. And their sense of urgency is proving to be pretty effective in an activist sense. Yeah, it's just a fun little song with a very serious message, but also a message of hope. So we'll start with that. And the song, again, is Horizon. It's from uh, the release called Borrowed Time last year by Joe Troop. Here today for Song of the Soul. Let's go to the horizon. Deadly waters rising, frightful hurricanes What we've left for future generations Sit and blame each other, wasting precious time Day by day, a more divided nation some folks read confusion, others tend to fight, boldly voicing righteous proclamation. Thank you. 
are combined Waking stubborn minds with revelations Call your friends and neighbors What is right is right Let us not give in to earth's damnation Juventud nos llamará a la lucha entre amor y rabia nos apelan Generación de fuerza manteniendo abiertas las puertas de la extinción rebelión That's your first taste of Joe Troop here today for Song of the Soul. His website is joetroop.com. Troop is just like Boy Scout Troop, T-R-O-O-P. You'll find that link on nordenspiritradio.org. And that song was Horizon. Borrow Time is the release it's on. I do want to get a lot more music from you. And folks, just keep in mind, we've got Joe Troop here for a broadcast time of 55 minutes, but there's more than that we're going to be talking and to more that we're going to be including in terms of his music. So do come to NordenSpiritRadio.org and check out the portions that we include on the website that won't be in the broadcast. Keep in mind that will be happening. So where should we go with music? What should we talk about now? I'd like to take it back to an album that I made when I moved to Argentina, 2010. I went down there with a suitcase, a fiddle, and a banjo. The fiddle got stolen. A bunch of people that I was really close with died. It was one of these like cataclysmic, like, welcome to life, young soul, years. <laughs> and that's when I made this album called A Traveler's Sketches. I'd like to showcase a song off of that album. The bassist on this album, I actually met him in the process of making this music and he played bass on it. So what I thought was a solo album actually became a duo that I maintained for six years with this incredible upright bassist named Diego Sanchez, who's one of the most amazing musicians I've ever had the privilege of working with. This song is called Bola and it was written for one of the aforementioned people that passed away unexpectedly in my life. This album was where I really first experienced how writing music and recording music can help sublimate these experiences that we go through. You've just moved at that point down to Argentina, right? Yeah, I moved in January of 2010. So is that culture still new to you at that point? Well, yes, somewhat. But I I lived with Argentinians in Spain. That's why I went to Argentina, because I did my undergrad in Spain, but I lived with a community of Argentinian artists, and they were my best friends. So my best friends in the world at that time they later convinced me they're like so when are you going to go check out buenos aires you know you seem to resonate with this culture and i said i'll go down so i went down on a whim in 2010 and i immediately went through some really crazy experiences beautiful just uh unbridled hedonism unlike anything i'd ever experienced it was great i was just popping off but then some crazy, you know, I got mugged. I had my fiddle stolen. I had some traumatic stuff happening too. And all this death. 
And so I just said, okay, then I'm meant to be here. Like, I think, like I say, my natural proclivity is like, I don't think it was Stockholm syndrome. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm being challenged by this and it's not all good. Let's make some art. And that's what I did. So this album that we're going back to, you know, it's a very do-it-yourself thing that I recorded. I had one day in studio per week. I had to travel by bus for an hour and a half in traffic. Just all these experiences were happening. And I went into the studio, this guy named Hedman Favieri, cool dude. And we just kind of made this album. I was working with Diego. He laid down the bass tracks. And this started my whole foray into Latin American folk music meets Appalachian folk music life, which has continued to this day. And folks, just get ready to be blown away. And I guess I haven't given you enough props yet, Joe, but it's not only the string work that you do that's incredible. You've got an incredible singing voice. You have an incredible amount of oxygen that you're able to sustain notes far beyond the human reaches of vocal cords. Again, that was on A Traveler's Sketches. 2011. That's Joe Troop and Diego Sanchez. Get ready for some wonderful music. me di cuenta hasta que te fuiste de la vida iluminaste mi camino esta solemne tristeza de un alma herida amigo ay, ¿por qué te has ido
You heard the passion of Joe Troop pouring out through that song, Bola, and we've got links to joetroop.com on nordenspiritradio.org, and you can find about all his music, all his, his history, and you, you connect up with him. I think he's someone you want to hang out with. I'm pretty sure he wants to hang out with you. Heck yeah. I love people. So I was saying, as I was listening to the song, I was hearing wonderful string work. And sometimes that's you and sometimes that's Diego, right? Yeah, Diego is playing the bass. I play banjo and fiddle. So I think that track is just banjo, fiddle, bass, and vocals. I do the banjo, fiddle, and vocals there. Uh, Diego is a bow double bass, incredible musician. I think we want to touch some more of the music that you made with Diego. And again, you didn't just do one album with him. You did a second one. Tell me about the second album. Second album is called Cheap Sacred Texts and Microwaves. It was my most verbose musical period ever. I mean, I was a wordy son of a gun. Including this song, Like a Child at Night, Joe Troop and Diego Sanchez. From the earth Through the blood-stained soil They rise Victims hidden from our eyes Maybe we'll go out like them uh-huh. Science gave the world a twist Atomic plumes cast toxic mist Power-hungry clinch their fists The future seems a dark abyss Beneath our heels the shadows sigh Tuck me in my bed 
take away my dread Tell me it's alright That incredible artistry is by Joe Troop and Diego Sanchez. Joe Troop is here today with me for Song of Soul. Actually, he's in Durham, North Carolina. I'm up in Wisconsin. But fortunately, he's coming my way very soon. I'll have a link about that if we can on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. And Like a Child at Night. I had not anticipated that that was about Fukushima and all that happened there. And this concern about... I'd say environmentalism. You know, you already started out with Horizon, which is talking about the earth burning up. You know about Fukushima, but these are separated in time by 10 years. Are you just all things environmental, all things activist? Is this uh, childhood on up or where does this come into Joe Troop's life? I'm in the process of personal transformation into, I would say, more of like an organizer. I don't know what activism is. I, it's a term that's used constantly. It's, it's a weird thing because even activists have days where they don't feel like doing anything. But organizers tend to never stop. So being around organizers in very recent years has been really inspiring. Like the root of activism are the organizers who are making sure to push behind the people, to push the people in the direction that they would like to go anyway. So I don't know what I am. I I wouldn't call myself an organizer, but I want to take orders from organizers and just kind of help them do what they're already doing because I'm too much of a hedonist to be a real organizer, I think. Though certain organizers are telling me I need to be more of an organizer, I'm still a bit lazy and I'm still a bit of a party animal. And anyway, as they say here in North Carolina, good Lord is still working on me. So I'm doing what I can. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I I do think about important stuff, the most important issues of our time. Environmental catastrophe is interwoven with human folly, like in the the case of Fukushima, like putting a nuclear power plant right by the ocean in a place that's prone to massive earthquakes and tsunamis is a stupid idea. So, I mean, we have to safeguard, we have to think beyond capitalism at some point. And I'm hopeful that we're going to get you know, I don't know if getting there even happens, but I'm I'm hopeful that change is going to come. And with Joe Troop being part of what makes it change, you want to be energy for that too? Well, that's where I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'm changing anything because we are changing things. I don't think there is any change. Like I'm just following, like I wouldn't have even understood what the issue was had I not known Hiromi, Mishima Hiromi-san. Like I would have had none, no idea. So I don't know if it's if the change is coming for me. I'm a songwriter and a musician. So I play my role in this, but 
I think the music industry tries to give too much credit to musicians. You know, the sound, I mean, music's so beautiful. We love to listen to it and we love to get sentimental about how this song changed the world. Actually, I would say that organizers are the ones that are changing the world and they need songs as well. They need protesters. They need people chaining themselves to equipment. They need Julian Assange's. They need a lot of different people to push it through. But I think that musicians are honestly given too much credit in social movements. If you look across history, musicians are notorious for political posturing and, and organizers are the ones that are making the changes, but they need musicians. So that's where I feel like I fit in. Well, actually, one of the things, though, I'd say in favor of musicians speaking is they perfect. It's part of their craft to learn to express themselves well, to convey ideas, to have something happen in me that I can transfer to your heart. Right. So a lot of us never learned to communicate. I, I was a speech communications major, so I actually got trained a bit in that direction. But most Americans don't worry about communicating too much. Yeah, communications is uh, it's also a skill, for sure. And there's also the need for a resonant string. You know how you pluck one string and another string vibrates in time with it? Yeah. That's something that musicians get used to doing on both verbal and sound levels. Totally. Which is why we're going to play some more of your music. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> I have a feeling you and I could talk pretty much all day, all night long. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We'll, well work this, into that. Track, next cause... one. That you're hearing in the background is actually the band that, that I mentioned starting in Argentina with my students, who became my peers because they got so good. Pao Barjao, Franco Martino, and Martin Bobrik. In 2017, knew we were going to go to the States on a cultural exchange because we had all these grants in place and the guys had gotten tourist visas. We knew we were heading to the United States, so we decided to do something more authentically us. Till that moment, we were just playing bluegrass. It was the novelty of being a bluegrass band in Argentina. But knowing that we were going to the United States, I brought to the table the same concepts I had been working on with Diego Sanchez and fit them into this quartet ensemble, the bluegrass instrumentation. And one of the first explorations that I proposed was taking Red Rocking Chair, which is an Appalachian song, very pentatonic Appalachian song, and putting it through an Andean lens. So that's what we did, and that's what you're hearing in the background. This is the beginnings of that band's Latin grass exploration. And of course, these students that became my band members were at every Joe Troop and Diego Sanchez concert since they were, in the case of Franco, teenagers. So they, I was in Buenos Aires a decade, and for the first six or seven years, Diego and I were playing out all the time, and the members of Chiapalache would come and see us, and they, they were my students, but they were also like, they were digging the, the concept. So anyhow, that was just a beautiful period in time, the first three or four months of, of 2017. We got this album together, and then we said, what are we going to call it? And then Paul, the banjo player, said, we should call it Latin Grass. And we were all like, bingo, that's it, buddy. And uh, we did. This was a, another do-it-yourself project funded by our little gigs. You know, very love of art initiative for young people in, in this big, sprawling metropolis of Buenos Aires. And that came to fruition. But when we finally got up to the States, I had written material about, you know, in, against the border wall. For example, I wrote a song called The Wall, protest music. 
because you know tensions were high in 2017 it was pretty clear that there was the rise of an autocrat which was facilitated by the twin parties of the dnc and the gop and people feeling disenfranchised and left out and you know that that's what gives rise to the unmentionable president of that time and anyway we were in living that moment at that place in time and the symbolism was not lost on audiences and Chiapalachi just exploded onto the scene. We eventually met Bela Fleck and he decided to produce us and in the winter of 2019 we went and spent a couple weeks in his house and cut an album in his basement called Rearrange My Heart and the hit single off of that album is one that I wrote about my friend and activist Moises Serrano, who's an undocumented queer man from Yadkin County, North Carolina, a DOC recipient. So that's where the dreamer came about. And yeah, that's the next song. Just so you know, folks, and so in the background there, you heard the song Red Rocking Chair, Chiapalache's version of it. And right now we're going to go into the dreamer. This again is Chiapalache. The album was Rearranged My Heart, released 2019. Let's listen to The Dreamer. sun beats down like hellfire bones mark a path clear across the sands forlorn souls upon them walking ay 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 mi corazón venga nuestra salvación poor baby Moses One but one year old When his mom across the border Two little girls Skirt along in tow He was crying on her shoulder Their long journey's end Was yet can count Tobacco Road, North Carolina Where a stricken daddy prayed through desperate nights his family would soon be reunited ay 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 mi corazón venga nuestra salvación Moses grew up playing hide and seek amongst His mama's fear ran mighty deep in the hills of Appalachia. Blue flashing lights through endless nights proved the world was unforgiving. An immigrant child must face a life where dreaming is forbidden. Lord, when all Said and done, and this tired old rain. 
so much for that song joe you know what's really cool is that that song was the hit single off of that album and we got a grammy nomination for folk album of the year so we went to la and moises serrano walked the red carpet with us that day so all the press included him he was able to speak to the issues he was facing and two months later we were dispersed throughout the world and haven't seen each other since so that leads to the next song which is one that I was commissioned to do. You know, I jumped on the opportunity. I was like, oh, yes, I have something to do. And my grandpa worked for the Postal Service. I wrote that song. It just came, it had to come out. And it went banjo viral. Like it got very widely distributed on Facebook. And it was attached to a petition that got over 400,000 signatures a plea for the U.S. government to fully fund the Postal Service. It's wonderful music again. We're talking to Joe Troop. JoeTroop.com is the website, but here's the song. We have a link also to the video. I'm waiting by the mailbox. I said check is coming soon.
Folks, I have to admit that when I think of activism, I very seldom think of bluegrass music. That's maybe a little bit unfair on my part. I think folk music, yes, of course, Appalachian music is an aspect of folk music, too. A plea to the U.S. government to fully fund the Postal Service by Joe Troop. The link to joetroop.com is on my site, northernspiritradio.org, along with everybody else from the last 16-plus years that I've been doing this on northernspiritradio.org. There's a place for you to post comments. I hope that you, Joe, and all your listeners will come and post comments about this program on the site. There's a donate button for us if you want to support us. I especially want you to support local community radio stations. There's some 42 stations across the U.S. that carry Northern Spirit Radio programs. They carry this alternative voice that you don't get from corporate media or even from public radio. Public radio does a lot of wonderful things, but there's still a slice of the local community that they can't bring. And so I want to encourage you to support your local community radio station and to support the Postal Service. And again, there's a link to the video connected with that song on NerdandSpiritRadio.org. To my comment, Joe, that I don't normally think of activism and bluegrass in the same mode. Even that song, it's got that very upbeat bluegrass-type rhythm, and to some degrees, it doesn't have the plaintive tunes that sometimes are part of folk music that say, we really, you know, we shall overcome, or whatever. It goes too fast. (laughs) What's your thought about the intersection of activism and bluegrass? Well, I mean, Hazel Dickens was kind of a great manifestation of that very thing, but any music can be for the cause. As long as you believe in the movement, the music that you make can service that cause. And the idea of writing this song again, it wasn't even mine. I was, I was literally commissioned to do it by an organizer who explained what he was trying to do. And he did so effectively. And that that was really cool to watch. One of the axioms of organizing is set forth by the late great Fred Ross senior of the CSO, you know, Chavez's mentor was that you get behind the people and you push. So organizers have to identify what people need. And Matt Hildreth identified that rural progressives needed to hear a musical vernacular, which had been usurped by right-wingers and repositioned where it more naturally fits, which is in the pro-proletariat, union sphere and or activist sphere. I mean, the Postal Service is unionized, right? Like, I mean, there's not a big gap here between the Woody Guthrie era and what Matt conceived of when he asked me to write that song. And it was effective. So he got behind the people. He found some banjo playing schmuck and singer songwriter to feel that push. And then it was push, 
and people went. That song, we got the stats of who was watching it on Facebook. It was mostly rural North Carolinians. It resonated with them. And that's what organizers need to do. They need to find ways to re-enfranchise, <laughs> reintegrate people with their own cultural aesthetic, which has been usurped by corporate media, honestly, because it's all part of a, of a larger scheme. Lest we talk about the Lee Atwater era, the Southern strategy, things that happened when I was being born. And I, don't, of course, don't remember. But it's important to understand that our own essence is being pitted against us by forces far greater than we would hope to imagine. So one of the best and most effective ways to untangle that is through the arts, because you don't have to spell it out in words, you know, and oftentimes when you do say things, leftism in the States has become almost synonymous with hoity-toity language in upper middle class elites, coastal elites, and postal workers in North Carolina working rural parcel delivery circuits generally are not going to vibe with that language or aesthetic, because our aesthetics vary greatly in this country too. We can't allow for one faction to get to carry the torch of an issue that affects all of us. It has to be more stratified. There has to be a progressive rural initiative alongside an urban progressive initiative. This all happens conjunctly. That's the biggest failing of our times is that it's not happening. And also there's the self-proclaimed upper middle class progressives are not even really progressive when it comes down to it. A lot of these people, I, I witnessed this in California, a lot of these people with highly paid tech jobs have this speech that they share online constantly. But, you know, and what does that progressive posturing mean when you get in your $60,000 car and drive <laughs> past thousands of homeless people on your way to work for Google? All of this, again, this is not really my ideas. This is my mentors, Valdemar Velasquez, Matt Hildreth, the organizers with whom I've been able to work, Dreama Caldwell. These people inform me because they move people. And they show me how I can be a part of that. But don't let musicians take credit. Again, don't give us the credit. <laughs> Do not deserve it. We really don't. I'll give you credit for some real artistry. Again, I've already said, what you do with strings, what you do with your voice, they're incredible. It's a gift just to sit and be basked in that music, okay? You don't even know what I can do with my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we probably can't broadcast that anyhow on Northern Spirit Radio. But, <laughs> I know, I know. But I, know. But I, I could aspire to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm a punster. So That's funny. Yeah, I got it. But you just mentioned Dreama, and I think that's how you said you wanted to conclude your Song of the Soul. Tell me about Dreama as a mentor for you. By the way, I noticed in the song, you don't actually say what she went on to do. When the video, which we'll conclude the link to, we get to see what happened. But where did this come from? As I mentioned, the Postal Service song led to me getting a gig making a series of mini documentaries melding music with interviews to illuminate progressive voices from across the state of North Carolina. One of my interviewees was Dreama Caldwell, who was at the time running for county commissioner in Alamance County, North Carolina, which is a hotbed for discrimination against poor people, namely against African-Americans. There's a long history there. <laughs> Dreama, she's an African-American woman, and she was running this campaign against all odds because, of course, she was 
targeted immediately by all kinds of misconstrued media ads, labeling her as a criminal. How could this criminal be? Okay, so Dreema was the manager of a daycare center. One of the employees at that daycare center left a child on the school bus on a hot summer day. The child did not die. But Dreema, as she was managing the facility, took the hit. And they should have warrant on her. So she went to the Alamance County jailhouse and a magistrate who's a non-elected official presiding over this warrant issues a bail for her. As she's walking up to the window, the escorting officer says, you know, it could be as much as $4,000. And Dreamer was like, God, I, I can't afford that. This is going to be here. Well, this non-elected f- official makes this arbitrary decision to slap her with a $40,000 bail. So the bail system incriminates people before they've even had the right to a fair trial. And in this case, Dream hadn't done anything. But think of, so this ruined her life. Her family knew of a bondsman. They found a way to front the cash, but then they had to pay it back. Then she had to go to court. There were all these legal fees. I mean, just imagine it. It completely ruined her life for years, as the music video will show. And she fought back. Five years later, she's running for county commissioner. She'd started working with Down Home North Carolina, which is a grassroots political organization. They informed her of how to fight that. So she she equipped herself with knowledge and she made history by running this impossible campaign in Alamance County. Of course, she came in dead last, but she did get 30 some thousand votes, which was huge in this place. Out of that, she became the executive co-director of Down Home North Carolina. And she's still out there educating people, duking it out for her community and for the disenfranchised and the people that fall victim to this cash bail system. The carceral system in the United States is one of the most nefarious entities that we have in this military industrial complex. It is free labor. It's incredibly exploitative. And if her family had not known of a bondsman, she would have sat in jail until she got tried. There's people who have been in jail for years who haven't even had a trial yet. They just couldn't afford to pay bail. 75% of people in jail in America were never convicted of a crime. They just couldn't afford to pay their bail. So when you know the stats and when you know about this kind of stuff, it's harrowing. So Dreama is the reason I even know any of this stuff. Again, I wrote the song and now there's a community behind the issue. My song played a little bit of a role in that. But Dreama is the one who lived it and continues to live it and is organizing the fight. You know, Joe, when you were doing this amalgamation of music from Latin America with bluegrass, you came up with this term Latin grass. I have a feeling that there's some version of grass that has to connect with your activism here, too, the portion that you're playing in this. Have you got that word worked out yet? <laughs> Ass grass. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. You never know. You never know. Yeah, and then they'll wonder what the beep was. <laughs> I so appreciate this growth that you're going through. I think you want to put yourself there in service to help and make the world a better place. You still want to have a good time. There's no reason you're not going to give up that. But Hell no. <laughs> but on the other hand... Making the world a better place starts with making you a better place. Make sure that you're a good place. And that means fun and joy and exuberance. And that's really important. Activism doesn't have to be boring. It's actually really fun. Ask Valdemar Velasquez every time they, you know, when they were taking down Campbell's Soup, Mount Olive Pickle Company. They were partying at night. Literally, huge parties, playing music. Valdemar is an incredible musician. I mean, music is the party. So that's what we're here for. 
because you got to blow off some steam, right? But it also creates fervor, lights a fire under people's butts in the movement. Thank God for organizers. Know who your organizers are. Don't let the musicians take credit. Well, folks, we're going to play now Joe Troop's last song, the one that he wrote for Dream of Caldwell, the, the rise of Dream of Caldwell. Thank you for lighting a fire under our butts, Joe, and bringing the joy, bringing the appreciation. I, th- I have a feeling of you just ingesting all of this culture and being part of helping the world be better. I'm just proud to do anything for other people's butts. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got the gift of Joe Troop. Remember, his website is joetroop.com. Of course, the links on northernspiritradio.org, including portions of this whole interview and some of the music that we couldn't fit in the broadcast. It's all on northernspiritradio.org. Thank you, Joe, so much for joining me. Thank you, Mark. It was a blast. And here it is, The Rise of Dream of Caldwell. It's on Joe Troop's Borrowed Time, released last year. See you all next week for Song of the Soul, after The Rise of Dream of Caldwell. Alamance County Jailhouse, back in 2015. In a place where the biggest crooks get off scot-free. A hard-working mama went weak in the knees. 40,000 cash bill and outlandish decree The escorting officer startled as well He said, your magistrate, pardon, but that's an awfully high bill He said, I meant what I said, she pays up or gets jailed And such was the harsh fate of Dream of Caldwell Dream I managed to daycare till one summer's day when another employee made a tragic mistake A child was left on the school bus, close call but still grave Though Dreamer wasn't at fault, she was destined to pay When they issued a warrant, she went and turned herself in Fell prey to a venomous magistrate's whim Her kinfolk knew of a bondsman, they found a way to post bail she went home in exchange for a mountain of dead. But that's how dream of wound up here. Fearless leaders persevere. Sheriff Johnson wants Mayberry. Thinks Andy Griffith is real Another twisted old man With cold-hearted ideals His prison's raking in millions Stealing bonds from the poor He takes great pleasure Exacting what they cannot afford Dreamer was counseled To take the plea deal Which meant three woeful nights To lock to concrete and steel Where she stared a sick system Point blank in the eye And found from hill or high water One day she'd watch it die
Life was never the same With a criminal record Tethered tied to her name Or the death growl of Dixie Amidst a brutal firestorm Dream of Caldwell has risen And she's demanding reform Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.